We tell stories that from the outside could look like sad stories. But when you learn about the families, when you hear the story, when you hear the purpose and the joy, you realize they are not sad stories at all. They are happy stories. If we can learn what everybody deep down really needs, maybe we can learn to serve and love on each other better. The majority of our guests will be special needs related, but that's not all of our guests. We are gonna have some guests that really don't have any special needs, but have been through something tough. We're hoping that this podcast can bring hope and joy and hopefully make you laugh a little bit. And even though it's not always easy, it's totally worth it. Hey, party people. Thank you for joining us for the Totally Worth It podcast. This is episode number two. I am Amy Gayhart, and I am joined by my favorite person on the planet, John Gayhart. That is my favorite introduction. (laughs) It's your only introduction. (laughs) So episode number two, I have a question, Amy G. Did you even listen to episode number one? Um, Parts. Okay. I listened to the beginning and I listened to the end. Do you have any observations? I thought I sounded pretty good. <laughs> you did. You did sound we. good. I meant we. It was good. You did sound good. I agree. What kind of feedback did you get? Great feedback. People have been so nice. My favorite feedback is the very first text that you got. 6.30 in the morning <laughs> on launch day was from our senior pastor. Yes, Pastor Kenny. And it said what? Hey, uh, snack cakes. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, Pastor Kenny? That's my favorite. That was funny. (laughs) That was, that was funny. Okay. I'm going to give you, I have two observations. Okay. Observation number one, I don't do math very well on the fly in a podcast. Evidently. There was some math that I was doing with hotel nights and different things. And I totally blew it and never realized it until I listened to the podcast I don't need to get into the details. Just know my math was way off. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Observation. So that's an observation. I shouldn't try quick math during the podcast. Yeah, let's not. Observation number two, we talked about your nickname. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to just continue to talk about nicknames, but what stuck out to me is I clearly asked you (laughs) if you like to be called Amy G and you clearly said no. Right. And then I, and then we glossed over that. And at the end, the result was I continue to call it Amy G. I don't feel great about that. So I need, I need to put some closure on that. But before I do, I needed some ideas for other nicknames. So I researched oh, geez. the top nicknames that husbands call wives. And I got the top 120 nicknames. <laughs> That husbands call wives. Okay. I narrowed it down to five or six that I could actually bring myself to say the word to you. Like it could come out of my mouth and I could feel okay calling you it, calling you these names. Okay. And you're going to choose. Okay. Because I can't just hear that you don't like Amy G and then just spend the rest of my life calling you Amy G. Okay. I need a reconfirmation of that. So I'm going to give you some choices. Okay. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven choices that I'm going to give you. Okay. And I want some closure. Okay. The first option is just Amy. I just call you Amy. Hmm. I don't like that. It's boring. Like to not oh, have well, some. I mean, thanks a lot. No, I like John. The name. I like the name Amy. <laughs> yeah, John is it's it's snappy and no, I like the name Amy. Snappy. I love the name Amy. It's one of my favorite names. But I, it's I, like I'd like to call you something playful also. Okay. So option number two is Amy G. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two easy options. Okay. Option number three, toots. <laughs> that is a hard <laughs> no. That was hard for me to say. <laughs> that was a joke. I, that, I had to add that in the list. Okay. That, I, that was hard <laughs> for me to say. With this I'm glad we agree on that. <laughs> but it's funny. It, mm-hmm, yeah. Another... Option, I used to call you this, and to me, I still call it you it, just not verbally, is sunshine. You do. It's, it's, it was actually in our, my wedding ring. Yeah, yeah. Engraved in your wedding ring. So can that be a nickname that I call you on a regular basis? But that's not something you would call me to somebody else. You decide. I just did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for closure? 
a nickname that I really like is Punk. Excuse me? Yeah, because it's actually, I think it's short for like pumpkin, like pumpkin, punk. Not yeah, calling you, you a punk, but using punk as a nickname short for pumpkin. Uh-uh. Okay. Go ahead and cross that one off. Because I don't use punk. If I'm calling you a punk, I know, but that's you're going to know I can handle it because... it's not a term of endearment. Okay. That one is off the list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the next option is sweets. <laughs> Could you go by sweets? Could I bring myself to call you sweets? No. No. Not that that makes me think of the episode of the Cosby show where Rudy played football mm-hmm. and they called her sweet feet, sweet feet, sweet feet. You don't like that? No. Um, all right, last option. This is actually my favorite. Oh, boy. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Milady. <laughs> Can I call you Milady? <laughs> yes. I can? It's my favorite. <laughs> Milady. Oh, my word. That is just over the top. It's a little dramatic. <laughs> Hey, just do this. When I call you, that's how you answer the phone. Well, hello, my lady. I could do that. Okay. Okay. So I'm plugging you in my phone as my lady. <laughs> you know what's a good synonym? You know what's a good, like, my lady? It really you know uh, it's goes two different. back and forth. Really, it interchanges really well with mama. Those are kind of You're very dumb. Too. You are dumb. My lady and mama. I think I can go for this. You know, my lady is my lady. I know, but I would say my lady. Okay. I well, can't say my lady. You're not going to call me mama. We uh, Let's move on. Okay, move on. Amy G it is. Amy G it is. So we are excited for today's episode. We've yes. got a guest um, named Donda Daniel. That's a good friend of ours. She's yes. coming later in the episode. So stay tuned for that. So before Donda, we're going to get into our weekly segments. So before we get into our weekly segments, we're going to give a shout out to one of our podcast partners. The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey is a place where girlfriends gather to talk about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Each week, Jamie and a guest invite you into their conversation, and you will be inspired, encouraged, and pointed to Jesus through every show. Be sure you check out The Happy Hour every Wednesday and now on Fridays also. Don't miss their special edition, Your Last Decade. Looking back on the last 10 years and ahead to the next 10. Visit jamieivy.com to learn more about the podcast, Jamie's speaking, and books. That's jamieivy.com. Now it's time for our segment called... See, what had happened was... All right, Amy G., you're up first. Well, I read an article. Yes, it was on Facebook, but I did actually hit the link and actually read it, went to the actual news source. And you believe it's true? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, it's true. Although the the affiliate station is kind of funny to me. It's from WXYZ, (laughs) which is... In what city? Cincinnati? That's WKRP. Don't be silly. (laughs) What city is it? Detroit. 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 It's the ABC affiliate out of Detroit. If you live in Detroit, can you let me know if WXYZ (laughs) is real? I thought you already fact checked. Oh. Okay. Okay, Go on. We'll fact check. So it's talking about there is a agency called the Caregiver Action Network. Okay, and they have just created a hotline for caretakers. And I think this is a great idea. You can give them a call. Okay, and whether you need financial advice, if you need, um, you know, educational advice, if you if you are looking for a therapist or you're looking for supplemental income, something like that. But also it's emotional advice and just mental help for caretakers who are like at the end of their rope. And so me and you. Yeah. See, that's whenever I first hear caregiver or caretaker, I think of people that we hire to mm. take care of. No. I don't put ourselves in that category until you start talking. Then it makes total sense. Yeah. So this is talking about like depression, exhaustion, burnout, 
stress, you know, instead of getting to the point to where you can't handle it anymore, like call these people when you don't know what else to do. You don't have a village. You don't have someone who can come over and take over, like give them a call. This was a quote from the caregiver help desk expert. And she was saying, sometimes you don't realize what little bit of information can really put somebody in a really different place where they're feeling like they have hope and maybe some direction. That is so cool because I've heard just, I mean, I've heard miracle stories of the suicide prevention hotline and different. That's amazing. So I want to know, can you think back to a time in your life that if you had that number, you would have called them? I probably would not have because I would have called you in first. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, Because you feel like you have a village. Yes. But there's people that feel like they don't have a village. Yes. But I can remember once, this was before Slater was born, and Mabry was just losing her mind. And you were out of town. You were traveling. She was having a huge meltdown. And I took Jack. And we went in the bathroom and locked ourselves in. And Mabry was not in the bathroom? No. She was out. Yep. Going crazy. Yep. Were, and did, so did you do I that could... to get away and to cry? Or were you afraid she was about to hurt Well, you guys? I needed to get away from her because I didn't want to hurt her mm-hmm. and lose my cool with her. But I couldn't leave Jack out there unattended because she she's always gone after him because she knows... That hurts my feelings. Um, so I took him in the bathroom with me just to protect both of us. Mm-hmm. This was a time. It's This goes into current events also because we were supposed to have a major blizzard today. <laughs> this was, I think, one of those times we were snowed in for like a week. And I wasn't here. Or at least at that day. I don't think you could fly hey, no, in. If I, hear, if I hear snowed in. You're I'm out of here. <laughs> out of town. But so I could see somebody in that situation calling. I think yeah. it's a great idea. That's awesome. Yeah. So it, it it's saying too, it's not just for handle things like doctor's appointments, medication, finances, or anything like that. It's to provide the emotional support as well. And is there a phone number on there? There is a phone number. It is 855-227-3640. Or you can go to caregiveraction.org. And we'll put that info in the show notes. Your, um, what you just brought to so what happened was makes me feel like pretty petty because I'm here to talk about music, <laughs> like entertainment, like hip hop. Hey, I like it. Okay. But that was amazing information. Well, you I'm here to- You need to tell me we're talking smart stuff. Well, I got new glasses. You did get new glasses. You look super smart. So- I really like those glasses. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to give you a choice. I've got two things that I could talk about, okay? But they're vo- they're very similar. Okay. So one thing that, of course, Amy knows about me, but for the listeners out there, we're not big concert goers. <laughs> Going to concerts doesn't do a lot they for me. They start so late. They are so late. But I do love watching live music. Okay. Not in person, but like on TV. We like the Grammys. The Grammys. I like live performances. And then I make side notes and comments to Amy. And then during commercial, you sing whatever they just sing. Right. I want to see if I can get anywhere close. Yeah. Okay. So recently we have had, you know, within the last few weeks, we have had the Grammys and we have had the Super Bowl halftime show. Yes. Both are right up our alley for watching, tuning in. And then I you know, give my sound bites. Mm -hmm. So which one of those two do you want me to share about? I would rather talk about the Grammys. Okay. Because Super Bowl is a little too hot topic right now. All right. I I don't think I'm ready. I've got opinions for it, but that's okay. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the Grammys. Yeah. I didn't get to see the Grammys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this, what, and that, and that concludes, (laughs) that concludes our... I, I was traveling and I didn't get to see it, but I caught some highlights. <laughs> so I saw enough to be able to make some comments. So two observations. Yes. One, Demi Lovato. Is that her yes. name? Demi? Killed it. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, I was moved. I don't even know anything about her. I wouldn't have known her when she if she walked in the door. I know the name. I know some of the songs, but I don't 
know what she looks like. So when I'm watching her, I'm like, holy cow. I was moved just by watching. Um, and then I actually, after the fact, heard her story. Mm -hmm. And she almost OD'd a yeah. year and a half ago. Yeah. She's actually pulled church as a big part of her healing process. So there's a cool story behind that that just puts that much more power behind, behind yeah. it. The other thing about the Grammys is Nick Jonas. You love you some Nick Jonas. I'm a big boy band fan. Yes. I have opinions about all boy bands. I have strong opinions about the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. I like the Jonas. I like Nick Jonas. Here's what you need to do is you need to leave Kevin Jonas alone. Well, my problem is, is that he tries to be the lead guy and he's not. Nick is very well the lead guy. And I love boy band oh, stories. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you leave Kevin alone. Whichever you, one you is not Nick. You don't leave Joe alone. Whichever one is not Nick, but is the front guy. Joe. Yeah. This needs to be the Nick Jonas and brothers. You need to leave him alone. Okay. I mean, they He's all good. follow like I love. I watched in, I liked NSYNC. Then I watched JT turn into JT. I liked One Direction. Then I watched Harry Styles turn into Harry Styles. I liked the Jonas Brothers. I watched Nick Jonas turn into Nick Jonas. Now he's back with the Jonas Brothers, but they're pushing him to the side and they're bringing the other dude out front. And I no, don't like that. John. But that's not what this is about. I've got opinions about the Jonas Brothers. Oh, you're wrong about but that. But here's another thing that I like about Nick Jonas. Okay. Did you see on the Grammys that he had broccoli stuck in his teeth? Stop it. Big. I mean, it was all over Twitter. Like broccoli or salad. I think it was cilantro. That cilantro. is something you would do. Totally something I would do. I so he so it was all over. I loved how he responded. He he put out on on Twitter. So honored to have been back on the Grammy stage tonight. And then he says, and at least you all know I eat my greens. Okay, so he embraced it. He loved it. But it brought like I have not a fear, but I'm constantly worried that. Not that I have something stuck in my teeth. I often have something stuck in my teeth. That doesn't bother me. It mm -hmm. is what it is. I will pick it out for you too. Yeah, but I'm all like, I'm always worried that I've got something in my nose. Always. So it's turned into a, twitch. oh my gosh. You're like a twitch. Yeah, but then I have to go back to, I'm in a meeting, but then I would go to the restroom and then I have to check in the mirror like five times. I don't know, I have something in my nose because that, I don't know. So anyway, I see this in his teeth and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's he, my fear. Oh, he's gosh. on the Grammy stage. He's got something in my teeth. What if that in was- In my teeth. In, he's got something in his teeth. <laughs> what if that's me? I'm on the Grammy stage, but I've got something in my nose. And then I see that he just, just embraces it like, hey, you all know. So anyway, props to Nick Jonas. I already like him. I like him in, even more. Those are my observations from the Grammys. I like it. I like it. I don't really have a lot of observations from the Grammys. Because I think I might have fallen asleep on the couch. Does that I know, shock anybody? Because I wasn't here with you. You were gone for the commentary. It's true. Yeah, it is true. Now it's time for our segment called. Well, isn't that special? All right, I'm going first. So this is where we share something that's very special needs that happened this week in our house in our life. So first thing is, this isn't my news of the week, but it is something that I feel I should interject. Last week in this segment, I shared how people have said the R word in front of me recently. Right. And when I, when I listened to the episode again, I said it happens like once every few months, a couple times a year. Well, it like we, we recorded that last week, mm -hmm. a week from today. Mm -hmm. Between that recording and this recording, I've heard it two more times. Really? With people that I work with, it's, I'm like, what is going on? People that you work with every day? Um, or like... Oh, I'm sorry. One of them is not somebody I work with, but is a client that was in a meeting. It okay. was the first time we ever met. The other one was somebody that I work with. Yeah. And it's like, what is happening? Now Now that I've, I've like... Now it's just happening too often. Anyway, I thought that was interesting because I say it happens once every couple of months. It happened twice to me this past week. That's not my story. My story is, <laughs> that's just interjecting. My story is Jack is a huge help. We take him as often as, to as many places as we can to help with Mabry. Right. And one of the places that we go is if we have to go into the grocery store and we have Mabry, we need Jack to ride in the truck with us so that he can hang in the truck with her while we go into Kroger. Right. I went in there this past week and I, it, it's kind of the same thing. I say, Jack. I'm going to be as fast as I can. If an emergency comes up, call me. 
Right. And I'll come out. Jack is 14 too. So yeah. it's not like you're leaving. Right. And he handles yeah. her so well. And she's harnessed into the truck. Yes. She can't really get out, but she can squirm enough to hurt herself and she can make things uncomfortable. One time he has, I've gotten a text while I've been in Kroger that says the Indians are restless. <laughs> The natives are restless. Uh, whatever. Indians or natives. He said something like that, which told me, <laughs> speed it up. Yeah. So I went in this past weekend. I do the whole thing. Jack, let me know if an emergency comes up. I come out to the truck. And before I can even get to the truck, I see through the window. They are hysterical. <laughs> they are dying laughing. Both of them. He's in the front seat. She's in the back seat. And they are dying laughing. Like, what's going on? I open the door. Jack has... His phone plugged in, so it, you know the speakers in the truck are are playing his phone, and I hear these weird noises. I'm like, "What is that?" He shows me on YouTube three hours of fart noises. <laughs> That's right up every valley. <laughs> yes, because you know every boy between the age of eight and eighteen just gets a kick out of potty humor. Yeah. Nobody, there's not a seventeen year old girl who likes potty humor more than Mabry. No. It will flip her bad mood in an in an instant. Yeah. So they are both we got a 14-year-old boy and a 17-year-old girl and they are hysterical. Oh my gosh. And That's then I what... get in and I start dying laughing because I turn into a 14-year-old boy all of a sudden and we're all in the parking lot crying listening to 3 hours of fart noises. And then I think it was that night you and I were watching TV in the living room. Of course, Mabry's right there and she started scratching the couch. <laughs> Because she thought it sounded like a fart noise. And she was like hyperventilating, <laughs> laughing. So. She was getting choked. That's funny. Okay, so my my question to you is, we've talked about, you know, Mabry is full-on 17-year-old girl. This week you asked me a question. Tell me in your wildest dreams if you ever thought this question would come out of your mouth. You said... So how was Mabry's flow today? <laughs> I can't talk about it. I can't embrace it. I can't say real words. None so Mabry is... is on her cycle this week. That's a hard word. You don't like that word? No. You like period better? That's the worst. Mincies? <laughs> what is that? that? That's period too. So the flow is the best I got. <laughs> So we dealt with it all week. Let's just say that in a very heavy way. And but John I, let me looked just, at me. Let yeah. me just let me tell every listener out there that guys have no clue what this is all about. Thank you. It's horrible. <laughs> and John only knows because he has to deal with it and. I think when Mabry first started, John said, yeah, I'm not really comfortable with this. I was like, well, sweet. You only have like 40 or 50 more years to get comfortable with it because I'm not going to do it by myself. I actually remember that being like the only time I've ever tried to get out of like a it's segment true. of life. Yeah. It was before it all started. I had planned this in my head and I, and I just threw it out there. And I'm like, hey, yeah, whenever, like, I can deal with, like, the dirty diapers and all that mess. But whenever this starts, I think I'm just going to be out. And I need, I think that needs to be your And area. what was my answer? Not happening. <laughs> yeah. It got shut down immediately. Uh -huh. And I'm like, dang. Uh-huh. I thought so, that you might give me that. So John walked in this week from work and he was like, so how's her flow? <laughs> <laughs> what am I getting myself into? <laughs> But he just, it was such a straight face. Like it was a serious question. Yeah. And I've figured out that the best remedy is you just keep adding pull-ups. Like three pull-ups, four pull-ups, five pull-ups. That's a temporary add. fix mm -hmm. right keep there. That is not, that does not help. It does not help. It just helps us own stock and depends is all it does. Oh my gosh. All right. So we are so pumped for you to hear our interview with Donda Daniel. Donda is a special needs mama in the same community that we live in. Yes. And we know her son Coulter. We see him around. Him and Mabry are a part of a lot of the same things. And she has such a cool story, such a, an encouraging story. And I just love listening to her embrace her role and the, the positivity and the joy that comes with it. And I want you to pay special attention to 
her vision statement that she reads out to all of the teachers and people before every ARD meeting that she has at school. It's powerful. It's awesome. I think that we should all adopt this vision statement for our kiddos. So I hope you enjoy the interview with Donda Daniel. And before we get to Donda, we have a shout out for one of our podcast partners. Dreamer Productions is an audio production company that produces and edits podcasts, but specializes in sonic branding. What this means is they create sounds that are unique and one of a kind to a brand, company, or event. Dreamer Productions helps brands explore the sounds that they are already making and strategizes on how to make those sounds more intentionally. When done right, this sonic identity carries over all outlets of the brand, just like a visual identity. It sounds like a lot, but with a sit down, you'd be surprised how easy and accessible it is to brands both big and small. We all have a voice, let's use it on purpose. You can find them at dreamerproductions.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com. Hello, and welcome to the Totally Worth It podcast. We are here today with our friend Donda. We met, I guess, Donda, we met through elementary school. Um, Coulter, your son Coulter was in elementary school, and I guess my middle son Jack was kind of a little PE buddy for him. Is that right? Or yeah. Math buddy. I can't remember. Something like that. But through our school district, you know, our school district has grown crazy numbers over the last couple of years. But there for a while, like everybody knew everybody in the little special needs world, you know. So, Donda, we're so happy to have you on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So, hey, so tell us a little bit just about your family, about your dynamics. What's what's it look like? So my husband, Brandon, and I have three boys. Our oldest is Ridge, and he's 15, and Coulter is 13, and then Judd is five. Five. Gosh, I can't believe he's five. So tell us about Coulter. So let me just start with the story of his diagnosis. Um, Like I said, Coulter's my middle son, and so... Pretty much the minute they put him in my arms Mm -hmm. and I looked at him, I knew like we were about to start a different journey. Really? Okay. And because he, he was my second and nothing was the same as it was with Ridge. Was your pregnancy normal? My pregnancy was normal. Mm -hmm. At the end, I had to go on bed rest. Um, But other than that, it was pretty normal. But the minute they put him in my arms, I mean, he was, had really low muscle tone and super floppy. We had issues feeding right away, like difficulties there. Um, So I knew just right away. And everybody kept saying, reassuring, no, he's fine. He's fine. Um, we can address the feeding issues. We can address this. And at his four-month well check, they do, you know, they grab the arms and pull up and mm-hmm. check for head lag. He still was so floppy. Mm-hmm. And so I pushed my pediatrician to for a geneticist referral. Mm. And we did that and went to the geneticist, which Fun is times. such a weird experience. Uh-huh. Laying your baby on... A table and having someone pull out all these tools that you've never seen before, measuring the distance between their eyes, mm. um, the height of their ears, the pointing out everything that is wrong right. with your kid. Right. And so that was a fun day. So you knew nothing during pregnancy? Nothing during the pregnancy, no. But like the moment he, they put him in my arms, I, it just it hit. I was mm-hmm. like, "This is about we're about to go on a different journey." Mm-hmm. But for like everybody else, kept trying to convince, eh, "It's fine, it's fine. Just be, he's behind or slower or whatever." And then after the genetics or at the geneticist appointment, she narrowed it down to four different things she wanted to test for genetic differences. And so we went and did the blood work for that. And I think it took about six weeks for all of the results to come in. And they all came in negative. Huh. But you're like, oh, great, great news. But I'm 
still feeling, I'm feeling like we've missed it. We're missing something. And so I took her report and started Googling medical terms from her report. And one of the things that's unique about Coulter is he has very small toes. Hmm. and or short toes uh-huh. and so I started googling the medical term for short toes and it's like brachydactyly I'm probably not saying it right <laughs> it sounds perfect to us googled it and uh-huh. it took me to a website with a list of different syndromes associated with that and they were listed in alphabetical order so I start googling those and I get down to the s Smith-McGinnis syndrome Mm -hmm. and Google Smith-McGinnis syndrome and it took me to a website prisms.org and prism stands for parents and researchers interested in Smith-McGinnis syndrome and so it's an organization that was founded by two parents or yeah parents of a child with Smith-McGinnis what a great acronym for for an organization they left out big time And I go immediately to the characteristics and start reading them. And my heart just sank. You knew. I was like, this is it. Mm -hmm. This is what Coulter has. How old was he then? Um, Six months. Six months. Because we we had seen the geneticist after our four-month visit. And then it took – so he was right around six months. But the genetic testing was negative. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. because when they did the test, they were looking for the specific things that the geneticists suspected. And Smith-McGinnis syndrome wasn't one of them. I think testing is maybe different now. There's a panel for it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, because we had, we actually went through two rounds of genetic testing for Mabry. Like when she was first diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's seven or eight. Okay. And then when we just had her tested again... In August, something like that. That's when they found Syngap. Yeah. So it's just crazy how things can pop up like that. And just, I guess, they keep improving the way they can look at it and look for it. Right. Um, But anyway, Brandon came home that night and I showed him the PRISM's website. Uh And he he was like, this is what culture has. He Uh agreed. And so the next day I call and leave a message for my pediatrician and tell her, go to this website. I think I figured out what Coulter has. And you know how the doctor's office is. You just have to leave a message and they'll call you back. 7 p.m. she calls me back that day. And we're on the phone talking it through and she's looking at the information and um, she suggests that I go back to the geneticist and have her explore this. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I'm not going back to yeah. the geneticist. I want you to order the test for it. Mm-hmm. And she got really quiet. And, and I said, what's wrong? And she said, well, I'm just trying to figure out how to code it for your insurance because mm-hmm. there's not a code for mother's intuition. Oh, <laughs> But there should be. There should be. There should be. Which Free. reminds me of yeah. a quote um, from one of the – so Smith-McGinnis syndrome is named after two geneticists that discovered it. And what it is is it's a partial deletion of your 17th chromosome. Okay. Anyway, one of the geneticists uh, quoted is quoted saying, listen to their mothers mm. because they know them best. Mm. That's what I've always loved about our neurologist is that he has trusted every single instinct that I've had. Or like, I don't need her to act a fool in the office. Like, trust me, Mm -hmm. she's acting a fool, you know? Yeah, and sometimes that can be so rare Mm -hmm. to find that because when people specialize in their field, they tend to think they're the experts. So good for your neurologist. (laughs) Good for your neurologist. That's right. That's right. So, um, So finding this... Genetic, would you, is it a disorder? Genetic disorder? Yeah, because it's a partial deletion of chromosome 17. So are, do all of the kiddos that have this, do they look alike? Do they have the same traits? Do, you know, what is it? There's, yes, there's, it's so crazy. (laughs) There's definitely physical characteristics Uh that are so similar. You can 
spot um, and very unique behavioral characteristics. I have a funny story. We were in San Antonio for an annual get together mm-hmm. for, with members of the Smith McGinnis Syndrome community and at Morgan's Wonderland. Love it. Having a great time. And we were going, like, meeting up at our picnic site at the park. And we saw this other family that we, you know, they were with a son that we thought they were in our group. (laughs) Right? We hadn't met them yet, but we thought, oh, they're in our group. And so um, one of the moms goes over and to let them know, well, we're setting up over here. And anyway, it starts the conversation. That family takes their son to get tested and he had Smith McGinnis syndrome. And so when you ask about physical characteristics, yes, yes. You know, for so long, we always called it Mabry syndrome because we didn't have an autism diagnosis and we didn't have a syngap. You know, we're like, and no one had ever seen anything like this before, you know, but then when we like, when you see the stories now, now there's Facebook groups and all that kind of stuff. And there's like a million Mabrys out there. They kind of look alike. Um, they're adrenaline junkies, you know, just like Mabry is. It's just so crazy that, you know, when you think you've been the only one for so long and now there's a group. Yeah. I'm interested in the part of the story where somebody approaches the other family. Did they know already something was going on with their son? They did. I mean, they were at Morgan's Wonderland with their son, and okay. that's a amusement park for people with a disability. Right. So they, you know, they knew, but they never knew what it was. And so... I'm like, uh, I don't get offended by right. much. But other people do. And so one of the things that I actually get really nervous about is when I'm out and Mabry's not with me and there's a family there that has a child with special needs. I want to go. I either want to help them or connect with them or something. But I'm always afraid to say, hey, I also have a child with special needs because I don't know where they are. Right. You know, and and I. It's weird. So that's why I was wondering. It's just like you don't ask a lady if she's pregnant unless you like see the baby coming out. That's when you get, that's when it's okay. (laughs) No, but that's a good point. I think we felt pretty safe just because we were at Morgan's Wonderland. And so almost everybody there had a child with a disability. So after you get, you tell your pediatrician you want to recheck. So do you, you do genetic testing again? Yes. And this this time looking for this specific, looking at chromosome 17 Mm -hmm. to see what they find. And so she ordered it. We waited for the results. The results came on my birthday. Oh, (laughs) and, um, you know, I, so many emotions. I knew that was it, but then to actually hear it, you're just like, It really is it. Yeah. I remember calling my mom crying and crying and my mom just being such a good mom and so comforting and trying to offer reassurance and, but nothing she said calmed me down at all. And so finally she just said, okay, what are you going to do? Give Mm -hmm. them away? Oh, wow. That flipped the switch Uh and I haven't looked back. Because no, of course, I was not going to give him away. Right. And after she said that, yeah, mm-hmm. a switch flipped and I haven't looked back. Good job, Mama. So paint a picture now because Coulter is how old? 13. So paint a picture of the role that he plays in the dynamics of your family. Who Give us an idea of his character, his personality, and where it fits and what he does. He's definitely one of several comedians in our family. <laughs> we we tend to use humor as a coping skill, I think, a lot. Yeah, I think I read that he was singing Lizzo in the shower this morning, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Well, he was singing. He was singing a parody of it. Um, you know, I'm. I took a DNA test. I'm a hundred percent SMS, and we were just laughing. Because he lo- he loves music and he uh-huh. loves to make up his own parodies to different songs. 
And yeah, so he's definitely, he has a sense of humor, which works well because we use humor as kind of a coping skill. He's also our calendar. Mm. He knows his schedule. He knows everyone in the family's schedule, which I appreciate (laughs) because, I mean, I need all the help I can get. Uh, I think his big brother gets kind of annoyed by him knowing all of his business Uh all of the time. Uh, That's what brothers do. Yeah. 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 So um, what was it like when you decided to, were you nervous to have your third baby? Our third baby wasn't planned. When I did find out I was scared to death, mm-hmm. we didn't tell anyone until I was 25 weeks pregnant. Really? Like I ran a half marathon and <laughs> we just, we wanted to just wait. Because we knew those questions would come. Right. Like, okay, is your third going to have Smith McGinnis mm-hmm. syndrome? And we had already explored all of the science behind it and knew it wasn't familial. It's just something that happens. Right. Kind of like a fluke deal. But still, it's just, it's scary. It is. Because it's a lot on your plate and I. You just don't want to add one more thing. And the fear is, um, we dealt with it too. For us, probably similar to you, since it's since it's not something that's inherited, is not as much is the next kid going to have this as well, but the next kid might have something else. And can I handle that? Mm-hmm. Can we have? Yeah. Well, and so much of our time is spent parenting yeah. our child with special needs. Am I going to be able to give enough time and effort and love to this third child? You know, we always joke that Slater, as long as we have frozen pancakes, like we could leave him home for a week and he could totally fend for himself. (laughs) Jack, I would not leave at home for a week. Slater, I could totally leave at home for a week and he would be just fine. Just survival of the fittest. Yeah. Yeah. So there, yes, there's all of that and... Kind of the role, going back to the role culture plays in our family dynamics is, you know, there's the good, fun stuff, but there's also, my husband would say, well, he plays the central role Mm -hmm. because anything we do, we have to consider, okay, how is this going to work with Coulter Mm -hmm. and what's our plan and what, like, this could go really, really good or it could go really, really bad and... Mm -hmm. How do your boys, um, what is their relationship with Coulter? I know, you know, with our boys in Maybury, there's different personalities, mm-hmm. different relationship. Maybury and Jack are thick as thieves. Slater and Maybury, not so much. Like, how are your boys? Well, right now, Coulter and Judd are thick as thieves. Mm-hmm. Anytime the two of them aren't in my eyesight, I know they're up to no good. <laughs> um. And then Coulter and Ridge, Coulter loves to push Ridge's buttons. Mm -hmm. He loves to, you know, embarrass him, aggravate him, just kind of like typical siblings. So with um, obviously you having two siblings of a special needs child, I guess that did that push you towards Sip Shop and tell us a little bit about Sip Shop? Yes. Okay. So it was probably when Ridge was seven years old, I was just feeling so much guilt about, because it seemed like for most of Ridge's life, because he was two when Coulter was born, Mm -hmm. we had been going to doctor appointments, therapy visits, all, you know, just providing daily care for Coulter, just the medical management side of it. And I started worrying what, how is this impacting him? And so I started looking for resources and kind of like you mentioned when you found out Mabry's diagnosis and found a community of people, it's so helpful. And I knew that as a parent, it was so helpful for me to be able to network and talk to other parents that are going through a similar journey and that's when I found Sib Shops. Mm-hmm. And so I got him plugged in to Sib Shops. Loved it so much. So what is it? What is like, what's it? It's a national organization. And 
It provides peer support in a lively, fun, recreational way for siblings of individuals with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Because we will always say on this show, in life, anywhere, that they are the unsung heroes in the story. It's true. It's true. I mean, they put up with so much every day. Every day. Every day. And I mean, whether you're in your home or in public or, you know, it's all of it. I love the program so much that I became another, I talked a really good friend of mine into also becoming a zip shop facilitator. Then we started one here in our community and we're in our fourth year and we have our first meeting of this year tomorrow night. And I'm, I'm excited to see all the kids after the holiday break. So we'll make sure that in the show notes of this episode, we'll link the sub shops so people yes. can get information. Yes. And so you, you know, you can go to their website and find one in your local area. And um, it's such a great resource. It's, and it's just so neat to see the kids get together and, you know, we'll play a game and then there's a peer support activity and the, just like it just kind of naturally happens where they'll share something and then these their eyes light up. Wait, your, your sibling does that too? We, we call them at Sib Shop the special sibling. Your special sibling does that too, you know? <laughs> and it's an instant connection because they know, okay, you get me. Yeah. You get me. We're dealing with right now, well, dealing with, not dealing with, but Jack, you know, having friends over and spending the night and stuff like that. How does Rich handle that? Does he handle, I mean, is he able to... Um, have a typical, we have, he hasn't had friends over and spend to spend the night in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, we used to do it more often when he was in elementary and middle school and it was just with just a yes. select few, yes. you know, yeah. but he doesn't really. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. It's just gotten to that point to where, um, you know, they're old enough to go up to Jack's room and just kind of hang out and it's not with yeah. the family. Yeah. And they still will interact with Mabry. Um, right. But well, it's not an ideal situation. <laughs> for us, the evenings are our roughest time of day. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, it's hard. <laughs> so you get a call from the school. And the school, this is my hypothetical, and the school wants you to come and be able to talk to, in an informal setting, just Coulter's class or Coulter's grade. What would you want his classmates, his teachers, his principal administration, what would you want them to know? Parents. Parents. Of classmates. Yeah. They're all there. Everybody gets to turn to talk. What would you want them to know? Prepare to be hugged. <laughs> that's great advice yes yes that and that you know kind of you were asking me about similarities mm-hmm. that is Isn't that's it? a genetic i love i it. mean individuals with sms they're huge huggers oh, and a good friend of ours coined the phrase hug or be hugged Uh and we did some t-shirts and that's just that is their personality the so, so. Isn't that funny how different, I guess, diagnosis uh-huh. are sort of, because Downs, you see that a lot too, where they uh-huh. love to hug. Mm-hmm. Uh, autism, no, yeah. not so much, yeah. not huggers. And and so then you put them all together in class <laughs> <laughs> and in community and uh, yeah, you've got some conflicts. Yeah. <laughs> we actually... Uh, when Coulter was in elementary, we did, Coulter and I did a presentation to his class two years in a row, and then it was emailed out to the parents. That's awesome. Uh, since he's been in middle school, we haven't done that. It's just a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. I do have a vision statement that I read before every ARG meeting. Mm. I could read that. I don't know. Read it. Yeah. I guess some people might call them IEP meetings. I don't know. Yeah, art meeting IEP. Yeah. We believe education in an inclusive classroom, inclusion in school activities that allow culture to explore, find connections and purpose, and provide opportunities to develop meaningful friendships are critical to his future independence. Mm -hmm. 
We view Coulter as an important member of this school. Therefore, we want him to be engaged as an integral part of the general education classroom and school community at every turn. Creating a culture that thinks, acts, and talks about Coulter in strength-based ways is necessary for his success. We all need that. That that culture is necessary for everyone's success. I saw this thing the other day, and it was a science experiment. Um, a, A kid in like fifth grade did, and it was three different plants. And one of the plants was piped in with affirmation and, oh my gosh, you're a great plant. You're so green. You know, it was like all this. And then like, then it was just like a plant with nothing said to it. And then a plant with like negative vibes. And if you could see like the first one was growth and the last one was just dead. Wow. And they were in the same environment, the same sunlight, the same water, everything. But what was being spoken over them affected the way That's that impactful. they produced. Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. so impactful. Isn't that crazy? Yes. I'm exactly. going to have to find that. I promise I didn't make that up. Put that in the show notes. Well, and that statement, that vision statement, every family that deals with ARD meetings for their child with special needs needs that vision statement yeah. to make it their own. Yeah. Because that's what we all want. I mean, you you've got purpose. Well, you I'm go. going to put it in. You've got purpose. You've got connection. You've got integral part of the school. Like those things are, that's awesome. And so I think if, you know, I was speaking to today to his school students, parents, teachers, I would want them to know that. And I would want them to see Coulter's strengths, not Mm -hmm. his deficits, Mm -hmm. to know that he's a person with value and purpose and he wants the same connection the same things that we want too and deserves it yeah he does deserve it yeah absolutely absolutely can you give us an idea of your vision your hopes your dreams your plans anything about Coulter's adulthood right now my like my hopes and dreams are for him to live as independent as possible. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like yet, mm-hmm. but, and then for him to have authentic, meaningful friendships, I would love for him to have friends that come take him to lunch or take him to a concert. He loves music, mm-hmm. you know, just People in his life that will consistently be there and not because they're paid to do it. Yes. Yeah. Because they want to do mm-hmm. it. Yes. That's good. That's good. Absolutely. And I like how that didn't have, you know, he's going to have a job. He's going to do this. He's going to that. Because the truth is, we don't know. He might. He might. Oh, yeah. for sure. For sure. But if he doesn't, those things to me hold so much more value. Oh, I like that. I like it a lot. What are his friendships like right now? Does he does he have friendships at his age? Are more of his friends adults? That's a good question. So he, you know, he's extremely social. Yes. He knows yeah. way more people than I do, which oh I I feel like I know a lot of people oh. here. <laughs> right now at school, there's a group that sits with him every day. Mm-hmm. Um and but it doesn't really go beyond that he doesn't get invited to their house or more adult level what about when he has a birthday who's going to come to that and that this is how we see it i mean we with mabry we know what her birthday party looks like i'm curious it's it's all adults and one (laughs) and one kid her age and she loves it that way (laughs) we sit back and get to kind of feel sorry and say "Mm." I wish there were more kids her age. What is what does his look like? For his birthday, the last few years, he's chosen to go to a concert with me. Nice. Yes. So that's up. what uh, Toyota Stadium, the... Lizzo? <laughs> it wasn't. There were several. I can't remember. There were so many that this last year but the year before was imagine dragons which is really his jam he did he did he performed in the school talent show to thunder and 
So, so cute. <laughs> but yeah, probably it would, he would probably want to invite a mix, mm-hmm. but I'm, I don't do that because I don't know if they would come. Right. Isn't right. that weird? Yeah. I mean, that's a different dynamic than what we have because Mabry doesn't know. Right. And Coulter knows. Yeah. And so we invite everybody that we can and we love who comes because it's the people who love and adore her. We just wish there were people her age, but it's okay because she's happy. She doesn't really like people her age so much. (laughs) So it's okay. So it's a selfish thing that we want it, but yeah, but that's the reality, but you're right. He would know. He would. Yeah. And you know, we'll be in the grocery store and people will say, hi, Coulter. And he's like, hi. And I'm like, who was that? And he'll tell me all about him. So when we're in public, People he goes to school with, they're always friendly, you know, mm-hmm. friendly. And then we went to, was there a summer concert thing here in town? Oh, what yeah. was it? We went to that and there was a group of boys from the middle school that Coulter hung out with the whole time we were there. But I just don't know if yeah. if I invited them mm-hmm. to a birthday party if they would come. Mm-hmm. So I haven't done it. Mm-hmm. That's hard. That's guard up. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I should work on that. (laughs) Okay, here is one last question for you. What are you loving these days as far as what, is there a product or food or piece of clothing or a subscription or anything like that that you have found that has just been a game changer for you? Not necessarily as a special needs mom, it can be, but just what have you found that's been a game changer are we talking about medicine? We can do <laughs> no. You can do medicine. You can oh. do... It's so helpful when you get the medication yes. balanced and right. That's been a game changer recently. Was also, there a new medication found recently or just the balance? We of, just... Yeah. Switch. Yeah. No, a game changer. Some things that have been game changers for us, I guess, is finding leisure activities beyond technology that culture... Mm-hmm enjoys participating in and I know he's a little equestrian he is he, he loves, to ride loves that horse. horseback riding yes he lo- he takes a hip-hop dance class John I've been taken. looking for a partner John has been asking Slater I will tell Coulter I will, I will go this happened this no lie just happened in our house that John asked Slater and Slater's like um I don't know about that. So John is desperately tell Slater he's off the hook. Nice. Colter and me, his partner. Oh my gosh! I, I think John long his long lost dream was to be in a boy band. It's not too late. It's not lost. There's still hope. He does say he was always supposed to be the Green Wiggle, weren't you? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So the game changer I wanted to share is Colter during the week has some certain jobs and things that he can do opportunities to earn some money and when he does them and earns money on saturday we go to five below five below five below game changer for those of you who don't know it's like a dollar store yeah similar but five dollars and below and now donda hasn't quite she says she has a question for us i do word of the year do you do that (gasps) word of the year do you want to share yours you go first. I'm going to think for a second. I don't know if I have a word of the year. The year is so new. I haven't thought of a word of the I year, but... Say, yeah, I would say like our last calendar year, I would say my word is transparent. Totally. That's a good one. Trying to just yeah, that's good. not show I all like the that. ugly, but show both. So I, trans- like I would say transparent. You did a good job with that last <gasps> year. Yes. Thank you. I succeeded. Amazing. Amazing. I, mine's got to be, I'm just coming up with it right now, but it's got to be release because I've always been, I've always prided myself on being good at like not blowing out of thing, things out of proportion, letting things go, not being high strung. I think I've been pretty good at that lately, like in this past, just since the new year, like things have been, I've been tense about things. And so even as of this morning, like yesterday, I had a day where oh. I couldn't do anything right. And that is hard for John Gayhart. It's a hard, that's a hard thing. And so I was even sitting on the couch last night and I'm telling Amy, I'm like, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did this. And she says, you got to let it go. So this morning I'm thinking, man, why am I all 
tense. All tense about this. So release. I got to I got to release. That would be my word. So far. But next week it'll change. <laughs> because of your ADD that you never grew out of. <laughs> I, I grew out of that. Because with John Gay, no, he will have mastered it. <laughs> I like that. I, I respect that. Control. He's got his own art, his own IEP going on. <laughs> mastered release. Yeah. Check it off. <laughs> That's a good one. What's your word? My word this year is thrive. Thrive. Yeah. I feel like. Being a special needs family, I've spent so many years just survival mode. Mm-hmm. So I'm declaring this year is the year I thrive mm. as a special needs mom. Love it. Awesome. So. Love it. Well, Donda, thank you so much for coming and sharing, um, you know, just a little bit about your life and about culture and, you know, all of this is just to help others kind of get a glimpse of happy stories. We love being connected with you because, I mean, we're, we're, we do life together in this community. We're in similar spots to where um, the grief doesn't ever go, but we seek out the joy and the purpose, and that's what we live for, and that's what we focus on. And I think we've always been drawn to you and your family because of that. And we love seeing Coulter out and about. And whenever him and Mabry are in the same spot, Special Olympics or anything, you know, we, I think we celebrate each other when we see good behavior and we, you know, we feel for each other when we see bad behavior, right. but it's so comforting knowing when we're, when we're in that situation that there's somebody else there that knows, yeah. you know, that's whether you know it or not, if Mabry is having a meltdown and you're there, it's comforting for us because somebody there understands. And then the same. I get that. So, I feel the same. Yeah. So we love, we love doing life with you and your family just in the same community. So thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you both. Y'all are amazing. Love it. Well, thanks, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Thank you.